podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday of the football season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Monday the 26th of September. Wales have been relegated from the top tier of the Nations League after defeat to Poland in Cardiff last night. Poland only needed a draw to secure their own survival, but a goal from Karol Swiderski was enough to give the visitors a 1-0 win. Wales had chances to get something out of the game. Chances for Brennan Johnson and Gareth Bale were squandered, but the result has left Wales at the bottom of Group A4 with one point from six games. On to another relegated team, England will look to bounce back from Friday's uninspiring defeat to Italy as they prepare to face Germany tonight at Wembley. The three Lions are already relegated from the top tier of the Nations League, but with so few games between now and the World Cup in Qatar, every game is vital for both players and for manager Gareth Southgate. He's come in for criticism in recent months, which was only compounded by the performance in Milan at the weekend. Away from international football, at last, Everton have allowed former Brazil international midfielder Alain to join United Arab Emirates club El Wahada on a two-year deal. Alain, who's still only 31, joined Everton in a deal worth more than £21 million in 2020 from Italian side Napoli. He played 52 Premier League games in his first two seasons, but has yet to make an appearance in 22-23. And as we've said in tonight's games, England take on Germany at Wembley. Those are your headlines. Let's start with Wales then. They are relegated from the top tier. Uh, pretty disappointing performance, I thought, last night. It's very similar to England in a lot of respects. They've not been good at international level for a while. Uh, the Nations League hasn't been anything to write home about. Uh, Gareth Bale doesn't look fully fit to me. Uh, and here we are going into a World Cup in, in a matter of weeks now, really. Having said that, it's something that Gareth Southgate touched upon in the last few uh, hours, is that the the form going into a tournament doesn't necessarily translate to the performance in that tournament itself. So we've had plenty of sides be terrible in, in run-ups to tournaments and win the whole thing. And likewise, we've had uh, teams be in great form and flame out early. So I would be concerned if I was a Wales fan and England fan. We'll get onto that in a second. But if I was a Wales fan, I would be a little bit concerned. My main problem is that the golden generation for Wales, i.e. Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, they're not playing enough football. You know, they're, they're past their prime. We know that. That's not that's no secret. But they're not playing enough football, and I think it is a big ask for them to inspire their teammates when they can't provide as much on the pitch as we're used to. Having said that, they are playing in the top level of Nations League football, so uh, it's understandable that they wouldn't get so many points. So... Wait and see, as I always say on these things, wait and see. There's a few weeks left to prepare. Rob Page, I think, has got the squad behind him. In fact, I'm sure he has. And I think once they get to a major tournament, once they get to this World Cup, you're going to see Wales really pull something out of the bag and they'll surprise a few people, myself included, even though I've said that, which doesn't really make sense. But what can you do? Let's talk about England tonight. They're at home to Germany at Wembley. After a pretty tepid performance against Italy on Friday, they'll look to bounce back. Here's Miguel Delaney from The Independent to talk about England and Gareth Southgate. Uh, England go into the last game before the World Cup, and it's quite remarkable, really, the last chance for second to see these players before they all get together for the tournament. Uh, but they go into it in, uh, well, their worst form in 30 years. They're obviously the worst form in Southgate's time, um, which the timing's not great. Uh, there are two ways to look at that, I suppose. One is that, I mean, you only have to look around Europe to see the results 
of other big sides, such as Spain, England, or in Spain, France, Germany, um, and maybe put this some of this down to the time of year it's come at, the fact that they're not really motivated for the Nations League, there's bigger concerns, it's near the start of the season. Um, and I think that is a factor. But equally, just because of the nature of England's performances and how long this has gone on for, uh, I do think there's something bigger going on. There is a fair argument over whether it's just gone stale with Southgate. That happens. He's been there for six years. I mean, a lot of people have drawn comparisons with Sven Goran Eriksson's time, which for all the criticisms about that ended, ended did have a freshness for two or three years. Um, but we wait to see whether that's such a case. We, we won't know until the World Cup actually starts, and it's possible a week with the players might change that in, in such a setting. It's why the Germany game won't tell us too much, even though really... Because of this wider context, okay, does really need a performance here? Right down to the fact that he's been actually he's been answering questions about his future in the last few days. I was at the press conference on Sunday, in which he was he was saying how even though he's got a contract until twenty twenty four, um, that's that's irrelevant in football. Really, he admitted to be down to the World Cup, um, but yeah, he he needs to do something to change it. As regards, kind of whether he's wasting a generation of talent. I mean, ultimately. He has got England's best performances in well over a generation. A World Cup semi-final and then a few kicks from winning the Euros. No manager has come so close to that. Uh, not in consecutive tournaments like that. I suppose since Ramsey winning it in 66 and then um, going far in, in, in 1970 when we probably should have knocked out West Germany. Um, but I suppose when people say about wasting the talent... Given all the attacking players that he has, people imagine kind of, you know, exciting, invigorating football. That's just not Southgate's way. Uh, and that probably wouldn't happen unless England appointed a Potter or a, or a Brendan Rodgers. Um, and it's why, I, got, I mean, I mean it's, not, it's far from over yet, but I think history will generally be kind to Southgate regardless of these images just because of the results in those last two tournaments, despite what Manny would point to, Manny caveats. That was Miguel Delaney from The Independent. Thank you, Miguel. Uh, now we've got a story that is not about international football. At last, it feels like we haven't had a Premier League game for months. But uh, anyway, Everton have allowed Alan to leave the club. He's gone to United Arab Emirates to a club called El Wada. I mean, the fact that he cost them more than £21 million in 2020 shows the, the quality of their recruitment the quality of the the hierarchy of that club and who's allowed to be in charge of the purse strings there because that... It, 21 million pounds now he's gone to the UAE. No disrespect to the UAE, but it is a bit of a step down from the Premier League. He's only 31. He's an ex-Brazil international footballer. I mean, I don't know what's happened there. Having said this, on the plus side, I think this is... I say it quietly, but I think Lampard has maybe got something going a little bit at Everton. I know they haven't won many games this season. They won one game this season. But I feel like in their midfield, in their engine room, Anana's come in. I think he looks absolutely top quality. Uh, Idrissa Gay's back, and I think he can shore things up in there. They've got some real sparks of quality in Anthony Gordon. Calvert-Lewin looks like he's back from injury, and if he can stay fit, that's a huge plus. Uh, Tarkovsky and uh, Cody at centre-back. I feel like they've got some real uh, strength and power in that side. Defensively would seem on paper at least a lot more solid. And in practice, they're not conceding many goals. Uh, so 
you know, as I say, say it quietly, but Lampard might be onto something here. Uh, let's uh, let's hope for his sake because they need something at that club. It's a huge club. They're hopefully getting this new stadium sorted out. And moving out Deadwood has been a problem they've had for years. They struggle to do it. And when they do, it's on no money whatsoever. Alan's a perfect example. 21 million they brought him for, and now he's just going. And that's that. And that's 21 million quid written off. So they need something. They need something fast. Maybe Lampard's the guy to do it. I'm not completely convinced, obviously, but I feel like he's started well with these with these signings in midfield. Look, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the England-Germany game at Wembley tonight. Until then, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network.